Do you like spout lore and want spout more? Go to patreon.com slash spout lore, where you can get access to a bonus game called Spout More Mall Brats. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, you know. You know what, I don't like the theme song anymore. What? <laughs> Retcon. Why not? I don't want to listen to it anymore. I'm changing the theme song. What? All right. What is it now? It's going to be... Wah! <laughs> oh, my God. I'm into it. Like Down with the sickness. You can't do this to me now. I'm all thrown off. <laughs> you got to finish the song. Shit, okay. <laughs> I'll start it again for the beginning. Oh, okay. man. If he plays... Ooh, wah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must be too fast. It would, it would, there's no way I could queue it up in time, right? Like, there's no possible <laughs> way in that human I could time. do it. So I'm just going to play the... <laughs> <laughs> Abdul wasn't dun, dun, looking dun, for dun, our dun, podcast. Dun, 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 dun. I was like, I'm, I'm not even doing. He's anything. poking a bunch of stuff on I'm his iPad. Enough. I'm not booping anything. So many beep boops. He's beep. He's beeping and booping. I'm, I'll tell. Fuck you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. here's. <laughs> what are you doing? Fine. I'm sorry. Okay. Here he goes. Here's the thing. This is so worth it. No, okay, so here's what just happened, is I tried to play Sabotage by the Beastie yes. Boys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, I knew it. I knew it. But uh, it was definitely playing on Aaron's iPhone, uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she was trying to get Khalil down for a nap, so oh, no. she was try- definitely playing like a nice song. <laughs> To get him to go to sleep. And then you played your yeah. joke annoying loud. And then probably, song. probably what turned on was. Wah! Oh my God. Followed by Khalil. You're Wah! Jesus Christ. Okay. So divorced. Um, now the theme song for real. Ah. She Shut had up. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends. Listen close for the tales about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara, and joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. Playing Ving, the half elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hi, how's it going? And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Hi, everyone. When last we left our heroes, they returned to the Margani Library following an absolutely barn-burning fight with uh, <laughs> Medjai and threat untold Roth, who was uh, overcome 
by the teamwork of our three heroes and a number of differing poisons and drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the party incapacitated Roth and returned to the Margani library to return the book that Billy stole from the library, infuriating master librarian, Farah Margani, and also to deliver their new prisoner, Roth, who may or may not become a problem. Mm -hmm. Following that, Tuck and Ving engaged in some sort of uh, unasked for romantic rivalry. (laughs) (laughs) Unasked for, but appreciated. By the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we did a little bit of a study break and everybody kind of took to the library to take advantage of one of the benefits of having access to this uh, repository of information, which is if you spend a whole day studying, you get a 10 plus on a spelt lore. Mm -hmm. And what we learned during those spelt lores was, Jessica. We opened the artichoke puzzle and inside was a seed for the tree of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And what was written on the seed were basically kind of growing instructions for it. Mm -hmm. And it started germinating a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So Billy is in possession of an extremely rare and extremely important seed for a a tree that contains the collected knowledge of druids. Mm -hmm. What, what, What was the result of Ving's studying? I don't remember. You also took a sample of Roth's oh, Roth. tattoo. Yes, of Roth's tattoo. And it, we found out with LightSight, put it under the microscopic yes. uh, system they have, and found out that it was mixed. It was animal blood with the mixture of all the blood from the animals that were in the ritual. Yeah, yeah. that they stabbed. Yeah, it's the shapeshifter blood. Shapeshifter blood mixed with ghost root. Mm-hmm. And some sort of other ritual. Yeah. And what we learned from that is that the Magi, in their attempt to chain the elements to them, kind of put themselves in this very dangerous halfway state between the spirit world and here, which Ving believes uh, eventually will kill them and knows that Roth is probably in extreme pain all the time because his arms are under, his arms especially are under tremendous strain. All the different forms are pulling in every different direction. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And Tuck. Uh, Tuck went and talked to Farah about the white coin mm-hmm. and all the demon possessions that were happening. Mm-hmm. What did she say to me? She said that um, she thinks the coins may or may not, this is all a working theory, mm-hmm. uh, they may be used by some force to attract people that are candidates, good candidates for demonic possession. Okay. Yes. She doesn't know if you found it randomly, if perhaps you are a candidate for demonic, demonic possession. Uh-huh. Uh, and the idea is perhaps the coins themselves contain a fragment of an icon. Oh, yeah. Or a fragment of the outer dark, were we saying? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, after this study sesh with Farah, uh, Tuck was walking through the library and was stopped by a gruff voice that turned out to belong to Fathom, erstwhile bully and former member of the Light Guard, who asked if he and Tuck could talk. Okay. So as soon as I, I hear Fathom's voice, I knee-jerk grab a table from next to me and throw it at him, <laughs> and then I start running at him. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hack and slash, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you roll? Fuck. Five. <laughs> <laughs> 
five <laughs> failure. So mark a point of experience. Hell yeah, I'm going to get to level seven so soon. Uh, so you're in a corridor. So you grab a tiny little side table <laughs> that was in this corridor mm-hmm. and throw it at Fathom. And you start charging at him. And you see as the table sails through the air towards him, he just punches it <laughs> and shatters it. <laughs> and by the time you get to him he's ready and he does that sort of hercules style grab where he grabs both your fists <laughs> and just stops you dead in the hallway yeah and he's like no i just want to talk to you you've said that so many times so i go to knee him in the balls <laughs> all right we're doing a fight scene now uh, 2d6 plus strength again seven seven on this one okay, okay yeah um so you deal your damage i guess okay a d10 Oh Fuck. my gosh. Is that six or That's nine? a nine. That's a nine. <gasps> nine, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. So you Neum. There's a little sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you Neum, and he goes, Argh! and he shoulder checks you uh-huh. and tries to push you away. Roll a d10. One. One. Uh, so yeah, he just shoulder checks you and you don't feel it because uh-huh. he is reeling from the fact that you hit him in the ball. Yeah, I've got victim rage. <laughs> He's just like, stop. I just want to talk to you. This isn't a trick. I can't trick anybody. You just hit me in the nards. <laughs> and then so I get on top of him and I hold him down and I'm just like, okay, tell me what you want to say. Can we? I don't. It's going to take a while. Go ahead right here <laughs> yeah do it with me holding you down oh my god okay oh god um i wanted to say that i'm sorry it's not just i'm sorry there's more to it tuck let's go can we go like sit somewhere sure I have yeah. to... <sighs> and he gets up and he's like holding his balls <laughs> It's like, my God, we can go somewhere that has ice. Okay. I guess the cafeteria. Instead of peas. Medical. Always the cafeteria is the answer for everything. <laughs> for you three. It's always yeah. like cafeteria is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you're sitting at a bench uh, at the end of a long table in the cafeteria. There are people having various meals. Um, and. Uh, Fatim is sitting there with a huge bag of ice just all over because both of you guys are massive so this bag of ice is like a pillow <laughs> he's just like oh my god did you really have to go right for my nards I mean it was a knee jerk reaction literally yeah okay <sighs> this is not easy I I don't know how to talk about it I just <sighs> Like, I admit that I have not been a good person, but you don't know what it's like having to work for years and years at the right hand of someone who is like manipulating your emotions. And now that I, now that that's gone, I'm really trying to figure out like who I am and who that was. You know what I mean? It's been pretty bad for the last couple of years. Like for you or in Macaw? Just in general, I guess, kind of everything. It was you. We thought you died. What? You just, when you left, nobody knew what happened to you. Well, nobody cared. Nobody cared about any of us. That was the point. 
And when you left, we thought that you died. I, and you know what? I, there was a time, there was a long time there where I was, you know, I thought maybe that I was responsible and you know, every once in a while you, I'd see in a free and I think, is that tuck? And then I saw you in crystal Bay and I just got so mad because I was like, he just left. You just left. We all stayed here. You got away. I'm not good at explaining this. I we sang the tolling for you. Oh, whoa. Why did you think you did it? What, why did you think you did it? Well, I was like, I was really, really shitty to you. And I thought maybe that, you know, the way that I treated you caused you to kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe you slipped up one night and you got stuck on, on a stone road at night. I don't know what happened to you, but I thought that, you know, maybe I had something to do with it. What happened to everyone else? What, do you th- what usually happens? Some of us made it. Some of us didn't. I joined up the light guard the second I could. and spent you know whatever the last 10 12 years just kind of doing this but uh not everybody was as lucky as me not everybody was as big and as strong as me and as valuable to an organization like that some people just he kind of makes a gesture that's just like nothing um I'm sorry I didn't tell you I was leaving. And he, like, he he doesn't, it's like he kind of like, squ- he f- gets angry for a second. Not angry, but he's like confused. What do you, I'm not saying, that I, I'm not saying I want you to apologize to me. I know, but I, I didn't know it mattered. It does, it does. It didn't matter. That's not what I... I'm sorry. I didn't know it mattered. It didn't matter. I don't... Whatever. Okay. All right. Cool. So are we... What? Are we good? What do we do? I don't know. I get... Well, I mean, I guess we just kind of like live and then try to beat each other up less. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I guess that's how casual acquaintances slash old friends behave. All right, that's fine. What are you going to do next? I don't know. Like, what are you... Are you going to stick around in the library? Or are you going to... Nah. Nah, probably not. This isn't really my scene. Too many books. I know. It's so quiet. They just want to read and drink tea all the time. Fuck, it sucks. It does. People yell at you for not being quiet. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Some of us can't be quiet. Some of us have huge chest cavities. Some people are just loud. <laughs> We're screaming at each other in the cafeteria. Turns around. Shh. You shush. This is the cafeteria. God, please. This isn't the library. Shut up. I'm trying to have tea and read. This is the loud zone. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come over here and tell me to be quiet? Yeah, you come over here. Tell us to be yeah. quiet. Closes the book. Walks out <laughs> with his tea. Quietly sipping. God, I hate this place. Fuck, it sucks. <laughs> so I'm probably going to go eventually. I don't know when, but 
I don't know. Maybe I leave McCall entirely. I mean, there's a lot of world out there. That's what I keep hearing. And people love it when I... People used to love how big I was. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking loved it when I would break shit for them. So there's always work. There's always break shit kind of work out there. Well, that's good to know. But yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go. And he like pushes himself up off the table so we're cool right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so is this whatever is this fine we're fine yeah we're fine. we're fine wow damn you just got to apologize to people holy shit yeah it's really easy fuck <laughs> all right well i'm gonna go apologize to some other people now oh cool <laughs> and he starts he sees the guy that's leaving with his book and his dean he's like hey man wait up <laughs> <laughs> Runs way faster. <laughs> the, guy, the guy starts sprinting and Phantom charges after him. It's <laughs> <laughs> just this, this like screaming mad dash through the library. He's like, come back here. <laughs> he like knocks over a whole bookcase. He's like, come back. So what are Ving and Billy up to? Oh yeah, Ving's been keeping pretty uh hefty what do you call it? Correspondence. Oh with Shia. Yeah. He's been sending uh, like martial arts, like uh, uh, like some of the forums and stuff like that. Like she's been cool. They're keeping up with her training over distance. Cool. Yeah. And she's been sending you uh, coded, <clears throat> like they just seem like letters, but you've you guys have determined a way to like read between the lines, and it's her explaining, uh, kind of how things are going in the criminal underworld of McCall. So she has explained that yeah, she's got cliffside pretty well locked down the jackals have recruited to the extent that there aren't really any gangs that are comfortable pushing into that area but she is dealing with a pretty powerful organized crime family like traditional like it's got a patriarch yeah exactly a godfather style uh, criminal enterprise in stepside that is proving uh, pretty difficult so she is uh, starting to plan moves into stepside but this uh it's a camel or not a camel sorry it's a centaur (laughs) (laughs) it's a regular camel camel. it's a regular camel with an eye patch uh no it's a centaur trading company that's like their front and it's an organized crime syndicate whoa centaur's a great mob boss too Mm -hmm. it's a real tommy supremo kind (laughs) of guy (laughs) tommy supremo (laughs) he also owns a pizza joint Uh, you know what his name's tommy supremo (laughs) (laughs) the leader of the centaur family because it's like a mob thing right they don't have aliases they just use their names well that's that could be an alias tommy supremo (laughs) yeah Tommy Supremo, creator of the Supremo Pizza. I saw a bunch of ducks one time. It really fucked me up. I'm seeing a therapist about it right now. Um, a bunch of ducks killed my family. <laughs> I had to go see a therapist. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, Tommy Supremo, head of this centaur uh, organized crime family who does have a chain of pizza places. Uh, it's not a trading company. It's a pizza place franchise. Yeah. yeah. And all of their uh, stuff is run out of there. They smuggle a lot of things in and out of the city. Yes. He has flat contacts. things. <laughs> flat things in pizza boxes. <laughs> That's how they do it. They smuggle things in because he has a lot of contacts in the merchant trade mm-hmm. and they transport them through the city via pizza delivery. Oh, so cool. Yeah. But also very funny for them to have to deal with like problems where, or stuff that they're trying to deliver that's larger than two inches <laughs> yeah. in height sometimes they'll stack boxes and cut holes and, know, and yeah. fit. <laughs> like yeah. more than one book i don't know that's the move 
Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how things are going with her. She hasn't even just like thought about moving into the lower ward, and you get the idea she is very concerned about even trying to move into the lower ward where the rich people are. Yeah, why? Because as far as she can tell, there are criminals in the upper reaches of society, and they are they have so much more in terms of resources, and they are much more cutthroat. Oh, I just thought of one of those cutthroats. What's that? The barber from that salon. Oh, the perfumers the, guild guy? The the one that Ving met. Yeah. He's actually, uh, oh. that's a perfect cover for somebody who's going to cut your throat. Totally. Going for a shave. Hell yeah. Yeah, he pretends haircut. to be this like kind of doting like servant that's like, allow me to perfume you and style your hair. But he's a, yeah, hardcore criminal boss. Was well, Sweeney Todd? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, yeah, that's sweet. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how things are going with Shia. And you've been sending her like mostly martial arts stuff, or have you been talking to her about like personal things? I think mostly the martial art things. And she's been distancing herself from the rich family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? she's pretty much like just left the Sidel place. But she's- she mentions that <clears throat> Kaj is still staying there. <laughs> He's taken over her lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kaj is still living with the Sidels. <laughs> What a permissive family that is. <laughs> I like the idea that his parents also moved in. <laughs> so right. he's living with his parents again, but in somebody else's parents' house. Uh, yeah, he's trying to pretend that he's like this rich, like uh, influential person on this balcony, like stunning himself, drinking cocktails. And his mom's like, Cash, come inside. <laughs> Pick up your clothes, honey. Uh, Sweet. And what's Billy been doing? Um, Probably playing with that seed. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Anything that he's learned from the seed in particular? Um, Definitely likes wet stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of wet stuff has Billy been giving the seed? Oh, just like water. Yeah. I just Mostly. Mean, he's been know? like putting it in cups and stuff. Being yeah. Like, nice. like he's, he's grabbed a lot of cups from the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like signs. There's yeah, cups of water lots everywhere. Lots of cups of water. And he just like kind of just jiggles it around. <laughs> yeah. In the- Nice. Like, you gonna grow? <laughs> you gonna do anything? Come on, little guy. Maybe Billy, he's done playing with the seed in the water cups, so he <laughs> takes the seed and puts it in his pocket, uh-huh. goes and looks for Vang. Hey, buddy, do you get that seed still? Yep. Give it a moist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Attaboy. Squelch. <laughs> do you want to look at it? I sure do. Oh, hasn't really grown much, has it? No. <laughs> I don't think it likes it here. Vang whispers at the seed. and tuck arrives at this scene oh it's we're talking to seeds again (laughs) why are you always so mad about it i'm not mad i'm fully supportive of this hey say something to the seed pal yeah you look you whoa buddy whisper whoa (laughs) sorry you know i have a hard time with it whoa buddy You've been working out recently, looking strong. You're like, I'm not fucking done. He grabs Ving's wrist. This is fucking Christ, oh, dude. Yeah. I'm engaging with this weird thing that you guys are doing. Please do. Oh, yeah. You've been doing squats recently. I could tell your glutes are popping right out of that pot. No, I'm not done. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, look, let me turn you around. Ooh, look at those tries. So defined. <laughs> No, dude, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. 
Looks like a fucking arrowhead on your back. It's so fucking defined. Just pointing right at those juicy gloobies. <laughs> That's what I call glutes when they're extra juicy. <laughs> you hear, what are you guys doing? Oh, hi, Perel. Hi. We're just talking to the seed. Yeah. Oh, you're talking to the seed again. Say something to the fucking seed. Hey, little guy, I'm really proud of you. I know that it's been tough because you were inside that artichoke for so long, but I think that you can do it. I know reclaiming power that you thought lost to you is a really difficult proposition, but I think that... Dude, don't put your own stuff on the seed. I'm just really proud that you've been trying so hard. Your breath fucking reeks. <laughs> Shut up. Where are you getting hamburger helper? Nobody's making it anymore. I'm making it myself. Why aren't you telling me this? I have <laughs> I have had hamburger helper so long. Billy, because last time last time I told you about my my under the bed hamburger helper. You hamburger helped yourself to way too much of it. You're being a hamburger keeper. You think I can stop myself when it comes to hamburger helper? You it's, can't even stop yourself, bro. It's so you can't good. Even stop it's so good. So salty. And, and, and <laughs> Tech comes in. He's like, guys, I had a fucked up conversation with Santa. <laughs> what happened? Oh. He said, sorry for being mean. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so glad that you had that breakthrough. And Perel hugs you and he's sobbing into your chest. And then. As Tug hucks Perel, he like dips his hand into one of his house coat pockets and pulls a bunch of hamburger helper out <laughs> and hands it to, to Billy. <laughs> Billy takes it and like like nods, thank you, and it eats it like nothing happened. <laughs> Except for the smear of yeah. cheese and meat <laughs> on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Perel wipes his tears. Wow, guys, I really needed that. Thank you. No problem. You know, thinking about it we should probably work on getting yours and or ving's powers back yeah 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 i'm i'm feeling strong i'm feeling healthy feel like i've recovered enough we could when we go back to the city and track this magi fucker down and give him the give him the old one two well yeah does ving do you even want your shape-shifting abilities back i mean i i haven't been missing it and since I know like how it was taken, I don't know if it's if it's mine to get back. Hmm. Huh. Well, maybe uh, the knife could have something to do with getting Perel's powers back. Oh yeah. I Whoa. don't. I don't know if it works the same with spirits and druids and magic. But it might. It could. Yeah, and there is definitely power imbued in the knife. Maybe that's what Ark said, at least. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Especially when mixed with the ghost root. So could. And if your powers are about like shifting uh -huh. your form and my magical focus was about... It might not be able to get you your magic back, but it could get you power similar to your magic. Right, because you were like a transfiguration dude or whatever. Transmutation, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Tuck just picks up one of Perel's books and throws it in a garbage can. <laughs> out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking correct me. Don't misrepresent my work. <laughs> so wait. Yeah, holy shit. Fuck. And he starts like, he's swearing too much. He's like, Jesus fucking shit, fuck. I could just, if I just had the knife, I could just give myself powers. Well, well hold on. We, no, we don't know this. Well, I mean, it's a good working, it's a good working theory, right, Billy? Maybe. I mean, but what kind of ritual did you go through when you became a wizard? Oh, yeah. I, 
That's a hard question to answer. I guess you don't you have to. No, I feel, I guess it's, we've known each other for a long time now and you all don't really know much about my past, do you? Don't know, don't care. <laughs> oh, okay, well. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? I care uh, and I like get some throw pillows and I make a nice couch. I'm like, sit down with me, you guys. I, well, I sit down. <sighs> okay, I sit okay, down with you're Billy. Right, you're mm. right. And I put Billy on my lap and I put a pillow behind <laughs> between my ripped hard abs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Billy's back because he complains about how lumpy it is sometimes. Thank you. You know that your muscles make me sore sometimes because of how hard they are. <laughs> <laughs> Things too bony and he's too muscly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't ride on anybody's shoulders. God. I um Yeah, I became a wizard um suddenly is how I would describe it. Uh one day I wasn't and then one day I was and um everything was different from then on out and uh my old life was lost to me. It took me a while to get my feet under me, but then I had to make do with uh, this new life. And it was, it's good. It's a good, it was a good life, I guess. What's the last thing you remember about your old life? Oh, I remember all of it. Did I ever tell you guys that I grew up in, uh, in the Riverways Principality? No. No. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. stayed close to home. I did. Yeah. That's where I built my tower, um, afterwards. Uh, but, I All right, you know, I'll just say it. I uh, I had I had a wife, I had kids. And uh sometime I think I was in my early to mid 40s um was when it happened. Uh I was a ferryman. That was kind of my job as I was away from home a lot. I was working a ferry up and down the rivers. I was away from home uh one day and I got my powers and uh I I uh, wasn't able to control them, and uh, a town paid the price for that. Oh, my God. And then I couldn't go home. So, you know, and then that was that. Well, that's really vague. So, like, what happened to the town? Um, Flash frozen. Whoa. Yeah. And do you remember how you got your powers? Like, did you, like, touch something or eat something? <laughs> did you, like... <laughs> <laughs> what at least i'm trying to figure it out yeah no billy uh thalma tallurgical theory states that there are a number of ways that people can be wizards theory the first theory the first is you're born a wizard uh-huh theory the second is um you just become one by random happenstance almost and that's what happened to me some cosmic calculation that i am not privy to took place and i was the solution what uh like what did it feel like oh it, it, hurt, it hurt so much physically physically yes are you i'm you've seen me work magic in the past um my physiology isn't strictly human yeah yeah and it started human so the process of becoming a wizard uh becoming a person capable of manipulating thalmic energy is excruciatingly painful and the older you are the more it hurts because the more use your body is to being the body that it is so it was just random. That's my understanding. Aquaria was, um, for example, she was uh, just created. She just, uh, she just began her life as a wizard the way that she was. That's how she always was. What? No, okay. What? No. No. 
No. I know you've all got questions, but I have time yeah, to answer. We're all them raising all. our hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can go first. Billy, your hand's raised, though. You can't raise your Bing, hand. To Bing get... and Tuck are fighting now. <laughs> My okay, question. I'll go first. Yeah, Billy. Okay. Tick, tick, so, what fuck. about Morris Wadge? How did he become a wizard? Morris was born, um, born a wizard, born of human parents, and he was a a wizard to begin with. So he had a longer period of time to harness his abilities. Is that why he was such a better wizard than you? <laughs> well, um, hold the fuck on. Yeah, that fanny pack was wild. Oh my Off god. The he, chain. And it felt like it was just something that he did in his spare time. Yeah. Oh my god. It was so it was, effortless. Yeah. And the drawer was so comfortable. That yeah. was not it was not effortless. It took for fucking ever. Whereas like your whole thing was frogs. My whole thing was creating an entire sentient species. And they were like, and then Bullywugs was the result of that. Yeah. <laughs> How many sentient species have you made, Tuck? Oh, I Shut and then the he lifts up. the axe. <laughs> you didn't do this. Vin did that. He's got you there, pal. But I gave them sentience with my love. Oh my God. Spirit stuff is cheating. It's not the same thing. Excuse me? <laughs> Billy makes oh. sentient species all the time. Whenever he plays with little grass figurines. Yeah, it's honestly pretty easy. <laughs> oh my God. I shit out a sentient being this morning after coffee. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have another question. I put uh -huh. my hand up. Yeah, yeah. When you say that it was a cosmic holodial, uh -huh. cosmological, yeah. 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 <laughs> cosmic event, uh -huh. did it come from the sky? Did something come down? I that is a question that uh, that many a wizard has asked over the generations, and um, it's kind of just like, what's a good way to? Actually, I, I can see Billy picking up some dice. Yeah, he wants so you, to spout lore. Yeah, 2d6 plus intelligence, Billy. Oh, shit. Holy seven. Do I have any intelligence? No, seven. So All right. It's the same. Yeah, so it'll be nine no matter what. Fuck. Yeah. Well, can two people add? <laughs> shit, no, we can't. No. <laughs> can I add one nope. uh, point <laughs> for being can you take a so smart? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bet you wish you fucking moved your stats around now I when do, we leveled up. <laughs> you promised everybody that we would never get one in intelligence. I know. Once I when I asked uh, Paul if he wanted to move any stats around for Ving, I was staring at the zero underneath his intelligence, and I was like, "Willing please, it please, to please, be please, one, please." <laughs> you were like, "Nah, I'm good." I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> he's a sage with no intelligence. I know it's the best. Um, so interesting, but not useful. He's trying to think of um of an analogy, and. He's like, ah, okay, what's the best way to describe it? Um, you know how sometimes, like, on a sidewalk, a paving stone, uh, like a flower will grow from the crack? Yeah. So for that to happen, a seed had to end up somehow in the soil of the crack. Water had to somehow water it while the sun hit it in just the right way for that flower to grow. Yeah? And that's, called, that's all kind of random, right? No, it follows the theory of nature. Okay, not a great analogy. Um, you know how, like, when I make my under-the-bed hamburger helper, um, yeah. <laughs> it needs... Yes, I, I am the... There are ingredients. There's the hamburger. There's the helper. But um, <laughs> it needs to be, like, 
just the perfect amount of musty in the room to kind of get that moisture (laughs) attention and it needs to be like the right amount of time which is different every time you have to constantly check on it and then eventually it is under the bed hamburger helper you know that how it's kind of random how that happens well yes because you don't have a lot of cooking skill Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay you're absolutely right (laughs) yeah Uh, <laughs> and he's like not being mean at all he's just like, <laughs> yeah. he's and, like yes and Perel yeah. doesn't take that personally he's like correct the, exactly what I'm getting at mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why it's such a special thing the under the bed hamburger helper because it doesn't work out most of the time <laughs> yeah. and when it does it's a gift from the universe uh, well I am the hamburger of the helper yes <laughs> there you go do you understand do you understand? There was no choice made to make the hamburger helper under the bed, but I became the hamburger with the help of the helper. So what's the helper then, Tuck says, engaging in the yeah. analogy. And what's the must under the bed? Yeah, oh. these are all great questions. There are theories abounding, but nobody knows. And why do? Why is there sometimes just tissues in the hamburger helper? Oh, that's... Uh, it's a really crusty kind of tissue sometimes <laughs> no. I find. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, who can we talk to about this? Farah. Farah knows more. Farah knows everything. All of the people that you could talk to about this subject are dead. That can't be true. We're in a library of internal knowledge. Yeah, and Aquaria is still alive. Too. Wait, is Morris dead? I actually don't remember if you guys yeah. even ever talked we to Perel about Aquaria being did. alive. No. no. Yeah. We always had the wizard notebook. Oh, right. So, so he you knows know that we're aware of Aquaria. Aware of Aquaria. And he would have just assumed that it was because of the notebook that we I see. Oh. Yeah. You guys never actually mentioned that we've, you've met her. We've never talked to him about meeting her in the tower. Oh, we haven't? And really? maybe, crazy. maybe it happened off screen, but maybe it didn't. Yeah. Right. What the fuck do you mean Aquaria is alive? We met her. She's breathing. She was in her chamber. She survived? Yeah, I, kind of. In She's, a way. Yeah. What do you... Tell me everything. Well, there was a dumb frog room full of stupid puzzles. That's not... Okay, all right. So you were there for sure then. <laughs> yeah. Super easy thing to get so through. So easy. Oh, man. But then there was Morris's wild room. That was Whoa. insane. That was the maze. Fucking- <laughs> Oh there was almost God. literally no way out of it. Did you Ugh. meet that stupid fucking accordion? Oh night? God, yeah, that the was, golem. Was oh creepy. my God, embarrassing. Oh, so scary. <laughs> and then we found some fun books in Aquaria's room, including some of your notebooks. Yeah, we found your notebook. That's why. That's what. Like, we. I. I think Farah has it now. Why did none of you ever tell me this? I don't know. I forgot. You you forgot to mention that one of my best friends in the world survived when I, I thought that she was dead. We thought you were the one that put her there. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Where 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 where? In the in the sea of graves? In the sea of graves. You have to go. In the moss I have tower. to go there. Why? It she is do you, like and he's like pointing at the three of you, well, you know? Wait, can we can we give him um I want to give him the moss that we got from Aquarius Tower. Oh, <gasps> the moss. The moss. And I have, have moss. moss. Can we give him the moss? moss? He can talk with the moss and commune with the moss. I can see. Oh, yeah. So you have, has Here. he seen this moss before? I don't think so because it's. It's like in. It's in a little crystal in window. Chest. He may have just never really like. I mean, he, I have connected. moss in my arms. He doesn't know that it's yeah, Aquarius. Okay. Yeah, she, she, uh, she gave me this and his little uh, chest cave. 
opens up a piece of crystal kind of decrystallizes you know it goes back all crystally mm-hmm. uh, and he pulls out the little uh, chunk of blue moss and says here this is a piece of aquaria and he lets you put it in his hand and he very shakily his hands are like vibrating and he is just like holding it in his hand and he you can see it like uh spread out around his finger kind of in a ring shape oh and he stares out into the middle distance for a second and he goes Aquaria. And he just sinks down onto the floor. Oh. And you can see tears in his eyes. Oh, uh oh. Oh no, I put my blue blanket over him. And he is just um crying, but he's smiling. Oh. You can hear him talking. Oh. Yeah. He's communicating with her right so now. So the the moss is connecting him with her? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Oh my god. Maybe dude. he's breathing deep like she was. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear the like And he's just crying. He's going to be like this for a while. Yeah. Can we hear what some of the stuff he says? I think like this has been such a huge emotional shock for him just in a short amount of time that he's right now. He's just sobbing. Maybe we should go and give him privacy Mm -hmm. and then check back in with him later. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Okay. So you leave Perel alone to his uh, reunion. You can hear the quiet sobs like through the door to his quarters. And then like uh, every once in a while, a soft laughter. Yeah. Oh, Aww. yeah. They're reminiscing. Uh, so should we... Um, like, Perel doesn't seem to know much about like the wizard stuff, but Pharaoh might, because she was... Yeah. Remember la- last season, Tuck says, <laughs> back in the spring, uh, we Pharaoh was... When she gave that talk about magic, she said that she was like the foremost scholar on wizard stuff in the world. Did she say that? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's good to know. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And we gave her Perel's journal, so she's probably like read it a few times. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. probably been studying it. Yeah, probably. Also, we probably should get that back for Perel. Plus, she might have an idea about the knife that that was used on Roth. Mm-hmm. And me, idea. yeah, might be a little bit outside her wheelhouse, but definitely worth asking. If studies of like wizard history and thaumaturgy are her like focuses, she still has like a gajillion minors, right? Like she's yeah a master librarian. Uh, yeah. So you find Farah. What time of day is it? It's the morning. So Farah is actually giving a talk right now. Oh, yes. Uh, cool. Shit. I shouldn't have said that. Yes. I was just like, what's a thing that she hasn't been doing for a while? But yeah, she's giving a talk in one of the uh, primary auditoriums. Oh, and it's that thing that you see in movies sometimes where it's like someone like walks in and sits at the back of the room. Yeah. Or it's like you hear the door creak open. Yeah. And she she's mid sentence and yeah. she's got um, there's rows of seating carved out that looks like this was, you know maybe a sort of quarry situation when this was still a mine uh, system. I like that. Yeah, so they're carved out in like a tiered shape and she's at the bottom facing the students, but she has one of those sunstone projectors and it's projecting images onto the wall. And she's talking about, um, what's she talking about? Within the realm of, let's say, thaumaturgy. Is it basically a chance for us to cheat a spell lore? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the context in which magic magic be- is bestowed upon wizards. Yeah, uh, how no. the cosmos Dude. yeah aligns uh, aligns in such a way. It mixes to with the, the environment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how to get wizards their magic back? <laughs> 
<laughs> getting their magic wizards getting their magic back and how to do it right now. Yeah. For dummies. We're <laughs> gonna need the dumb down version. Uh okay. Okay. I don't want to be the guy that like pulls the rug out from under you after I just said a thing. It might be too convenient if she's giving a talk on thaumaturgy. So what's an interesting subject that she could be giving a talk on? Be giants, like giant history. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. The history of the giant empires. Or, that would be cool. Or dragons, maybe just because of all this new stuff that they found out. Oh, it might be a talk on like dragon biology now that yeah. they've had a chance to study Black Spire for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, like uh, they're presenting new information. What's touching <laughs> touching you as Farah? Um, I, the dragon thing, I think, probably makes the most sex- sense. Uh, yeah, I said sex. What do you want? <laughs> uh, well, now I want sex. <laughs> I know. Why do you think I said it? <laughs> We're all horny, Paul. We've been stuck in this fucking house for hours. We're all horny. <laughs> for one hour. For one hour. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so dragon biology. She's giving a, a talk on dragon biology um, and the mutable nature of dragons based on their uh, mineral intake and environments. Yeah, so she's actually projecting onto the wall a very detailed, surprisingly detailed biology diagram of Black Spire. Oh, whoa. And you can see him laid out. Um, you know, it's like a side view. It's like a top down. And then it's like him with his legs. Uh, spread oh, out. Whoa! Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. They weren't Texas. <laughs> everybody stops and turns. Like everybody turns around. You hear that sound of like two dozen bodies Screech. shifting at once. Yeah. Sorry, fuck. <laughs> Sucks. Face goes so red. <laughs> and Farah just she's wearing little glasses and she just adjusts them a little bit and looks at you. And Tuck like shrinks down in his chair a little bit and points at thing (laughs) and he says please continue (laughs) thank you and she continues talking (laughs) and she's saying uh we discovered this specimen that had hatched in another location but found itself in a giant tomb for we believe upwards of a hundred years and in that time it fed extensively and exclusively on the bones of the giants interred within over time uh that mineral intake and the lack of size in its environment led to it developing a smaller but stockier physiological state. Pretty. And I, okay. I just, it's kind of fucked up for her to like show those nudie pics of Black Spire <laughs> yeah. and then call him fat in front of everybody. Well, you're saying it like it's a bad thing. No, Billy, no, obviously I don't mean it like a bad thing, but I mean, I've never announced that you are fat in front of it. <laughs> group of 200 people i just don't think that he wanted would want to be splayed out and displayed yeah, yeah you can see his ballzos <laughs> look at him he looks upset in those photos he, you hear shh you should shh you should and there's like a 17 year old uh, librarian in front of you with a notebook going shh and i go tell me your name no tell me shut up and i put my foot up on the back of his chair <laughs> oh i'm like tell me your name why just, I want to know. I'm it. trying to learn. Be I don't, quiet. But I don't fucking care. Tell me your name. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> learn with ears, not with your shush. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Come on, tell me your name. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. That's my name. Okay, fine. And then Tuck sp- like pushes his leg forward and reclines <laughs> with his legs up on the back of this guy's chair. <laughs> oh my God. 
and he like pushes back against it doesn't move it at all of course because you're literally 10 times this guy's size oh, the tuck is his first time in a classroom he's immediately found the perfect role as a bully <laughs> he's like oh this is what classrooms are. i'm at the back of the room i can't believe fathom was so mean to me all that time <laughs> hey, well, kid, shut up, i just got closure so now i get to pay it forward ah Closure. Oh, that's what closure means. Uh, and this kid will just like scoot forward in his seat and try and like hunch over and continue writing notes. And this talk will continue. Ooh, I, I want to ask questions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Questions? Okay. So what she's saying right now, because you guys listen to Tuck uh, bully a kid for a little bit, <laughs> is um, she is saying most incredibly, um, one of the more striking changes in this giant's physiology is... Uh, giant? Oh, fuck. One of giant the, oh, i'm sorry <laughs> i believe you mean dragon madam please continue <laughs> you, see, you see her breathe in very deeply calmingly one of the more striking changes in this dragon's biology is uh how its environment affected the application of its breath weapon whereas most dragons tend to expel superheated air or flame this one is capable of storing molten stone derived from its mineral intake in a specialized uh, sack inside of its belly that it can then expel in offensive and defensive ways. <laughs> is Billy going to ask a question? Billy wanted to, but he's all embarrassed now. No, ask, Billy, Billy okay. ask me a question. There's no silly questions, just it's, stupid people. It's okay to ask questions. I actually, Jessica, don't know what to ask it. Oh, that's fine. I just fine. reflex. <laughs> hey, yeah, you lift your hand up and Farrah goes, yes? Nothing. <laughs> and most of, this is something uh, that Tuck and, and Ving might notice. Most of the librarians that turn around and see Billy, they go, ah, like they get like excited. <laughs> Billy's become in the last few months, like sort of a minor celebrity in the library <laughs> because people think he's really cute. And the, he's a fairy, so they're like interested. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Are have people been like asking you? Probably people. Oh yeah. Are, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, he doesn't, yes. and he doesn't even realize it. <laughs> Billy's been the subject of study for months. Yeah. These slides of splayed Billy up here. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, it cuts to a slide another time, and it's a picture of Billy like <laughs> doing poses in the shower when you you know when you like uh, have the towel on your butt when you're yeah. <laughs> scrubbing your butt, just doing like little dances like. Eh. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, he appears to be a regular, if not precocious, and very... Rotund. Rotund child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Billy. Hi, Farah. I have a question. My question is, where do dragons come from? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, from what we have discovered, dragons have been found and recorded all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want me to talk or do you want to do this sex Since joke? Farrah says that at me because I'm laughing and I'm like, sorry, Bing is doing a, peni a, a, pe a penis and vagina motion at me. Uh, Bing stands up, sorry, and he shows the class to be demonstrative. <laughs> I would say 20% of them laugh when you do the, the, the sex move. 20% 20, 20 of bad. Pretty good. I high five them. There's and dozens. You are more than welcome to audit this talk, but if you uh, choose to be disruptive, I'd have to ask you to leave. And there goes Farah. I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. Tell us more about his molten sack or whatever. Um, we'd moved on from that. Thank you. Please pay attention or leave. Um, <laughs> from from what uh, we have discovered, dragons, of course, have not been sighted um, in great numbers for over a hundred years. Um, 
but they have been recorded and found all over the world. But from what we can tell, most dragon species are indigenous to a mountain range far to the north known as the White Cloud Mountains. Wow. And perhaps a thousand years ago, trade in dragon eggs became quite popular, which led to populations across the globe. Yes. That is terribly interesting, uh, Ving, here. (laughs) Um, Druid, (laughs) elementalist, and he puts his little glasses on Sage. Uh, takes his glasses off. Oh my god! I was wondering. Yeah, yes, we all know of the dragon eggs in distribution, but where doth thy eggs come from? From whence? What hole? From whence? So there's eggs. Yes. Where are these eggs coming from? Dragons. So they come out of uh, cloacum. Is yes. it much like a chicken? Most dragons do. Um, do breed with a sort of uh, cloacal system similar to birds. Yes. So, um, like birds, do dragons have no penises? Um, <laughs> like I said, most dragons do breed with a cloacal system similar to birds. That answers the question. No, 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 Tuck says. We saw his balls. We saw him. I, ex- I find that extremely difficult to believe. No, actually, and this is Abdul now, we explicitly said that we saw his balls. Yeah. Then, That's fine. Like, In episode... The- Four of season eight. Why would a dragon have balls? Well, he did. He did. <laughs> oh my god! Unless there's something else like those lava sacks, but they <laughs> looked like balls. Yeah, they look like balls. Okay, so they can still have external testes, but maybe their mating yeah. system is still a quackle. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Uh, most male dragons, um, the testes are external because the great internal temperatures in a dragon do potentially lead to damage of the reproductive organs so they are air cooled in most cases but in terms of actual reproduction and mating it is a system quite strikingly similar to uh, avian life forms do the dragons only make hi ving sage librarian (laughs) friend to speaker of the word people and other librarians are putting up their hands and then one of you fucking assholes talks and they put their hands back down uh so do you know anything about the mating habits in terms of uh, mating rituals? Mating f- rituals and habits of dragons leading up. Do they... Uh, is it... Uh, 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 interspecies play? <laughs> like, do different dragons make different dragons? Oh, I see what you mean. Oh. Uh, all dragons uh, start from an almost identical infant form and then based on their environment become exceptionally different through their lifestyle oh beautiful it's similar to domestic cats whereas breeds are hard to track because the parentage of cats doesn't necessarily lead to similar breeding you know what i mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) she says very casually Mm -hmm. do you understand yes all dragon eggs begin the same but you never know what dragon you're gonna you're going to have through its uh, pubescent stages yes billy i have a second question farah Mm mm-hmm uh, does the little dragon fly? <laughs> so cute. <laughs> that is the cutest question. Everybody. Oh. I know that like 99% of the librarians in the room go, oh my God, he's so fucking cute. <laughs> and even Farrah's like, not initially, not right away. Um, it's not immediately after hatching that they are capable of flight, but usually within seven to ten days, 
uh, they are capable of using their wings to uh, find sources of food. Yes, Billy. Uh, I, what I meant is, does that little dragonfly... <laughs> Like, and I point to the pictures of Black Spire. Oh, oh Black Spire. Um, uh, this dragon whose name, through extremely convenient means, we have determined to be from Knight's Embrace, a Black Spire rises. And a few library, you hear Bulko in the audience here go, that's fucking sick. <laughs> Metal as fuck. That's He's fucking cool notes. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm changing my book's tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sick this guy is gonna get a tattoo i do love Boca. Mm-hmm. because his environment from infancy to adulthood was contained and quite restrictive his body never developed uh the support structure muscularity wise to enable flight so his wings are mostly used in a type of threat display which is fascinating cool Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And the talk continues. More people ask questions about, you know, like, um, Sorry, two, I'm going to say two people get a question in before Tuck has another question. But Tuck was busy drawing this. Pretty cool. This is okay. Tuck on the back of Black Spire, but there wasn't enough room. So I drew his face here and I tried to draw him sitting up here. But it ended up just looking like Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this to the guy sitting next to me. Oh, you're saying this to the guy sitting next to me? You're saying Bing or the guy? No, the guy on the other side. Oh. Whoa, that's uh, really distracting. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Just wanted to, you know, share my fucking art with someone for once. <laughs> okay, and all I right. Push his papers hey, on his whoa, desk. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Okay, fine. And he pushes one of his papers uh, in your direction, and you see a little drawing of Black Spire. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you got his balls in that one. That was good. I th- thought it was important. And they're funny. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, unless you guys have any other questions. I do have a question. Okay, all That's right. That's why I raised my hand. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, Farah? Yes. You said that he ate giant bones, and now he's like made of giant bones, right? in not so many words sort of a simplification but sure you like you know how you and me were talking about how like giants uh yeah i i do recall you and i had uh that sort of uh lunchtime meeting where we were discussing dragon physiology uh okay well then uh my follow-up on that she's like she basically stopped you okay yeah she stopped you from talking about the coins okay yeah Oh, no, I wasn't going to ask about the Well, coins. you're asking about uh, giants and their ability to, like, mitigate demon and possession and stuff like that? Yeah. She stops you from okay, talking about okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because that was going to be my question is, like, is he immune to demons? Yeah, she stops you 100%. Okay. From, she sees what your question is going to be and stops you. Okay, and I'm like, all righty, draw an X through this question. <laughs> I'm like, okay, my other question is, what happened 100 years ago that made all the dragons go away? Ah, that is a sad business. Um, as dragons became more prolific, the value inherent in their mineral scales became very apparent to organizations and nations around the world. And dragon hunting was a very successful and sought-after business. So many dragons found themselves on the unfortunate end of warrior prospectors which led to dragons not being able to find mates 
not being able to lay their own clutches, and not growing to sizes sufficient necessary to defend themselves. Oh, bummer. <laughs> uh. She ignores that. <laughs> and yeah, unless you guys have any other questions, the talk will... Is there anything else that you three want to know? I'm just kind of waiting to talk to her yeah. until... Yeah. After the thing, yeah, okay, that we can uh, smash cut to <laughs> that thing you've seen in a million school movies where the t- the students are filtering out, mm-hmm. and she's addressing some final questions as oh. people are leaving. I saw it as like everybody's leaving, everyone's standing up, <clears throat> and like slowly the crowd parts, and she sees us at the back of the room with our hands, <laughs> yeah. us with our hands up. Um, just one more thing, and she rubs the bridge of her nose in stress, and then cut to her office. Why did you stop me from asking that demon question? Uh, she closes her door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you are well aware of the fact that it was just discovered that the leader of the militant arm of the Church of the Flame had been possessed by a demon for who knows how long, and that there is some sort of uh, conspiracy involving demons and those who wish their power theirs to uh, chain the world, I believe was the quote. Right, the dark guard. So stop talking about it. Okay, I will. I'm sorry. It's. I'm sorry. It's just I've been under a lot of I've, a lot of stress lately. Our discussion the other day has left me with a lot to think about. This information remains within our circles. And I don't mean the library. I mean us. Okay. Me and you and Perel, I suppose, if vital. Okay. I, I promise I'll keep it under wraps. Thank you. Oh, we, were, we should probably let her know about oh. per- Perel. Uh, I guess Perel is sort of, uh, he, it is mandatory. He knows all this stuff because he just found out that a wizard friend is alive and, you know, like how you have Aquaria and Perel's journal. A- Aquaria is alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She takes her glasses off and throws them on her desk. <laughs> Be really careful with your eyewear. Um, wow. Uh, the ability that you three have to walk into my office and change the course of history is truly staggering. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Well, um, wonderful. Uh, she sits down and she leans back in a very unfair way yeah. where she's got her like hand, her head resting on her hand. Oh. So our theory about the increase in demonic activity over the last several decades is directly linked to the lack of thaumaturgists uh, currently living. And we also know now that there is one currently living. Oh, yeah, good point. That could solve that problem. Solve? No. (laughs) Supplement the knowledge of, perhaps. Uh, Wow, how is Perel taking it? They were close. Yeah, we weren't really aware of that. We're giving him time. It's all... She holds up... She opens a drawer in her desk and picks up the journal that Perel, Aquaria, and Morris shared. It's all in... Did you never... Oh, you read that? <laughs> yes, it's handwritten by three wizards. Yeah, we, well, I, we looked through. There's mostly just pictures of frogs. It didn't seem that interesting. There are formulae in here that 
are of untold value. Oh, you sound like Perel right now. <laughs> I, it's amazing that you three live in a fucking library. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not my fault. I can't really read, so Billy, I did you, my you best. Do, you do get a pass, Billy. <laughs> you do get a pass on this. <laughs> but, um, all right, be that as it may, Aquaria, Perel, and Morris were extremely close. Like how close? Like menage close? Uh, there's not direct. Like, of course, it's not their their extensively transcribed backstories or anything like that. It's mostly correspondence. But I get the idea that uh, the three of them were very close friends to the point where they frequently had vicious arguments about philosophy and their stances on life, but still held a great respect for one another. I believe there may have been some romantic overtones in some aspects of some of the relationships but i believe that is a question that you should leave to perel himself i think his sobbing spoke volumes in that direction Mm -hmm. um billy i believe you had a question yeah in the book Mm -hmm. is there anything that says how perel became a wizard does he talk about that at all he does he makes passing references to the event from what i can tell holds fairly true with a number of accounts that I've read over the years. Mm-hmm. The creation of some wizards, or the creation is the, isn't even the correct word. Um, bestowment? A, a bestowment, appearance, um, emergence uh, is maddeningly random from all that I can tell. Some wizards uh, are, like we have said, born as infants with their abilities. There are some stories which I don't believe hold much weight of people gaining the powers after uh, mighty feats of heroism mm-hmm. uh, or sacrifice. Um, after near-death experiences. Near-death experiences. There is a, a pretty striking uh, story about that. Uh, some are sprung fully formed. No parents to speak of just appear one day. Uh, and others, like Perel, um, their powers emerge at seemingly random times. Perel, of course, a man in his early to mid 40s, from what I can tell. There are stories of people in late, late stages of life. Uh, there's a story of a dwarf who was nearly 900 years old who suddenly became a wizard. Uh, some of uh, an 11 year old human child who gained these abilities suddenly. And from what adherents to the study of thaumaturgy have discovered, those events nearly escape explanation. And all the accounts that you've heard, you haven't noticed a pattern. There's no correlation between uh, individuals. People have attempted everything. The movement of the planetary spheres, um, the life and death of stars, uh, seasonal changes, environmental it effects. It must be a leading theory. The theory is that they are bestowed those powers when their presence is required. If there is an imbalance elsewhere that power is used to set the scales. That's the only theory we have. Nature finds a way. In a sense, yes. So a need. It's not a need. It's more of a void. It's water rushing to fill a space. And if that were an event that was capable of reproduction, why has it not happened now? Right. Wizards left and no new ones have happened. As far as we're aware, perhaps, perhaps they have happened, and perhaps those individuals remain hidden and out of sight. Perhaps they do not understand what they are. If there was a way to, to force that sort of event, I do not know what it is. 
Well, yeah, I guess like this is important to us because we need to help Perel get his power back. I it seemed that he's lost. He's lost everything. <clears throat> right? Yeah, mm. he's told us that he lost his family, and I guess without that, all he had was his power. So it's I, it's important to us to find a way to help him get it back. I I understand, and if I could, I would like. To, don't mistake me, I have been poring over volume after volume of thaumaturgical theory in an attempt to find even a shred of a clue of an inkling to point you in the right direction, but thus far, I've come up nothing. There is maybe an alternate way that we've found. Yes? What do you know of the knife used to Transform Roth. Very little. Um, the ways of the Magi are secret even by librarian standards. The texts that they record their rituals and, and beliefs in are, from what we can tell, one of a kind. Unreproduced. Any um, records of what they do are singular and, I imagine, aggressively guarded. Should we tell her? Yeah. Yeah, we should tell her. Should we say this to each other? Should yeah. we tell her? Yeah. We should tell her, probably. Tell me what? Well, okay, so with my pinky promise that I made with Roth, or was it Roth? Irk. No, Irk. the other one, Irk. So with the pinky promise that I made with Irk, he said that he was going to bring us a book from the Magi that was used during um, the ritual that that thing went through and so far he has not betrayed me and he promised with his life and his soul that he would bring it back to us and not tell anybody or betray me or else I would know you you have someone attempting to recover one of a kind manuscripts recording ancient and lost rituals and ceremonial beliefs yes I will give you whatever you need to recover those books and bring them to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will think $5 about a this. day. Yeah. <laughs> Plus expense. Yeah. Each. Each. <laughs> and dental. And health, extend health benefits. <laughs> Whoa, Billy, where did, where did you learn those words? Oh, wow. Ving at work. He's always saying those. Yes. Nice. Fist bump. Fist bump. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she is like, I will, whatever resources you require, I will make available to you. We just have to like hang out here for a little longer, I think. Do you know perhaps where, uh, they might have met? Do you have any ideas of, uh, locations that the Magi have undertaken rituals or meeting places? Yes. Where? Isn't How? It? Have you not told me this? I mean, Farah, I don't know if you noticed, but whenever we want to talk to you, you act like we're annoying. So <laughs> yeah. maybe we just don't want to talk to you sometimes. You're kind of doing it right now. That is fair. I don't know if you're getting as tired as we are of uh, having your mind blown every time we have a conversation. I am. <laughs> I am. Okay. Well, okay. Tell me. Tell me everything. And she sits down and she grabs a notepad and she opens it up and grabs a pen. And then Ving takes out an uh, iPod and uh, <laughs> pulls up a few episodes ago of Spellor and puts his <laughs> headphones puts his headphones on. Eric is like, yeah, just, yeah, you just get it from. from and I think before. that's 
I think that's where we're going to end it. Okay. <laughs> right good. now. I've been your game master, Sean O'Hara. Thank you for joining us for this extremely exposition-heavy episode of Spoutlord. Uh, joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long, everybody. Playing Ving, the Half-Elf Druid, Elementalist, Sage, Paul Oppers. Take care. And playing Fat Billy, the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Bye, everyone. Thank you to Aaron Reed of Vancouver's Sunday Service for his incredible intro and outro music. And uh, thank you to all of you, our amazing Patreon supporters and just new supporters. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to learn more about the show and get access to hours upon hours upon hours of audio content, monthly video streams, live games, postcards, merchandise, the whole fucking shebang, go to patreon.com slash spoutlore, or you can find us online at spoutlore most places. See you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you without a resolution Turn next week to hear some more whilst you commute or do your chores. And for you, I'd gladly spout more.